Well, hi, folks. This is Mike Young with Noble Warriors. We are here for the Nobleman Podcast, Episode 11. Our topic and title for today is The Nobleman is a Man of the Word. We're starting a new uh, series for the month of June, and we're going to talk about The Nobleman and the Word of God. So uh, today we'll, we'll get us kicked off with explaining how a man can become a man of the Word and why it's important for you to engage the Word through a paper Bible. I do want to remind you that, again, this is episode 11. So if this is your first exposure to the Nobleman podcast, make sure you go back and check us out. Uh, Listen to those previous episodes. Last month, we featured how the Nobleman can care for the women in his life. And uh, previous to that, we were just talking about how the Nobleman responds to the COVID crisis and the situation that we find ourselves with this global pandemic. And folks, I would just ask you, if this has been a blessing to you, an encouragement, would you share it with someone? else, would you uh, go to the website wherever you listen to podcasts and give us um, a review? Hopefully a very honest five-star review would help us get some more visibility and spread the word about the Nobleman podcast. So we're going to launch today, The Nobleman is a Man of the Word. So um, I was talking to one of my sons, Benjamin, about this, and I said, one of the things I want to talk about on the podcast is why men need to use paper Bibles. And Ben, bless his heart, said, Dad, you can't do that. You're going to offend a lot of people who use digital Bibles. And listen, so I, I want to tell you that I, I really am not super concerned about how you engage the Word, but what the bottom line is here is that you do need to engage God's Word. And we're going to talk about the nobleman knows where the Bible came from. We're going we're gonna to answer some questions for you about versions of the Bible and things like that over the the podcast in the next few weeks. Next week, as a matter of fact, we're kind of going to do a Father's Day session and are going to talk about how the noble man shares the word with his family and talk about how um, dads can uh, make sure that they are being a champion for the word of God with their families. But today, I just want to basically challenge men to make sure that the Word of God, the infallible, inerrant, inspired Word of God is a key part of your life. And um, so I want to tell you a little bit of my story. I um, grew up, the Bible was familiar, it was nearby, it was in our house, but there wasn't a lot of very purposeful devotional reading. There was preparation for Sunday school and things of that nature, but but not a, a lot of really hardcore devotional reading. And so when I got to college and was involved in the Baptist Student Union, got to know some folks there and started to understand better what it looks like to have a regular devotional time with the Word, to, to read the Word, to uh, seek to understand it, to hear from God what He's saying for me. It doesn't make any difference what I think about what he's saying. It's what he is saying and how I need to use that um, to impact my own life. So uh, I got into devotional reading and, and, and a better prayer life in that, um, in that s- season of maturing in my faith. Um, walked through that um, early marriage and early professional life. But then um, later in life, I can't even remember how old I was, but there was a pastor, and I mentioned Todd Christian frequently. He's um, our sound engineer and technical guy here with the podcast, but he and I actually met at Woolridge Road Church here in Chesterfield County, and Carrie Bates was our pastor. Um, so Carrie, who continues to be a friend of the ministry and a friend of our family, um, 
introduced me to a uh, discipleship series called Master Life. And that really set me on a course of intentionally and deeply reading God's Word, applying it to my life. It was really my first experience of truly being discipled at a deep, deep level. And uh, so I, I tell you, I fell in love with the Word of God at that point. And I, and I often tell folks that Carrie is a turning point in my life and uh, really set us on course in some ways to launch the ministry of Noble Warriors because I care so deeply about seeing men discipled to walk faithfully with Jesus. And um, so I just, I mentioned Kerry multiple times here. He's been a blessing to us in so many ways. And as God brings him to mind, would you lift up a prayer for him? His his uh, beloved wife, Lynn, passed away of cancer just a few weeks ago, um, even during this COVID scenario. And so he uh, continues to mourn the loss of his um, friend and partner and, and helper and his wife, his gift from the Lord. So I just say that, uh, Carrie, thank you for your investments in me, and I hope to be continuing to make investments in other men. But guys, I want to talk to you today about the the necessity, the critical necessity for the noble man to be a man of the word, a man who engages the word. So what does that look like? And I'm just going to give you straight up what it looks like for me. I I read the word in various ways. So sometimes I have a very uh, heavy reading scenario where I will read chunks of scripture at a time and read four or five chapters and and just get context and, and lay of the land. Sometimes I'll read an entire book of the Bible. But more often than not, I'm reading a chapter or even some smaller portion on a daily basis and asking the Lord to reveal his message to me for that day, that moment, the context of my life out of what I'm reading there. Um, right now, I am reading through the Psalms. Um, there's a book called Praying the Bible by Don Whitney that I would just highly recommend to you. But Don recommends reading. He suggests five Psalms a day. And uh, quite honestly, I just, I just get lost in that sometimes. So I read one Psalm a day and let that uh, kind of posture me for prayer. And, uh, and guide me into that day. It makes me think about what's going on in my life and what's going on in my family. And I also, as I engage the Word in this way, um, I am uh, I become a more consistent journaler. So I keep a very simple notebook, uh, a mead, uh, just a it's a college-ruled notebook, two-subject. I mean, there's nothing fancy about it. But almost every day, I write down the date... Uh, the day of the week and where I am, and then I will just make notes about what's going on that day, what I've read in the Word, how it impacts me, what my reaction is to it. And uh, so today, as I'm recording, this is Wednesday, the 27th of May, and I read Psalm 57. I've got some, I, I read the Bible with a pen in my hand. Uh, I may take some pictures. We're shooting video of this, so if you're listening to the audio, you may want to you may want to check out the video at some point. It will be posted on our website, but I don't know if you can see this. I'm putting it up to the video, but I read with a pen in my hand and I underline and I make notes and, and just pay attention to what's going on. So today in Psalm, 20, 40, uh, Psalm 57, um, here's some things that jumped out at me. Uh, David is praying, be merciful to me, O God, be merciful to me. 
For in you my soul takes refuge in the shadow of your wings. I will take refuge till the storms of destruction pass by. So in that, I thought about um, some family, uh, friends of our family that are going through some some hard scenarios and and really seeking out God and to hide in the shadow of his wings and find refuge there. And I need that sometimes myself. I need it often myself. But today I was thinking about um, someone else who's going through a, a really difficult storm and praying for them. Um, I also picked up verse 5, Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. So I picked up on the fact that that David is praying about God being exalted. Now, what you may not know is that during this time, he's he's fleeing from Saul. So he is in a scenario where he's got significant distress, but he's praising the Lord. At the end of this psalm, he says, Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. So even in his difficulty, in his pain, David is praising the Lord. He's worshiping him. And and so I got to tell you, just, just reading a chapter of the Word, being reminded of that to, to in every situation, in all scenarios, to, to find a way to worship, to seek to find the joy in walking with the Lord. There's another thing that I caught here. I have a friend who, uh, it, it, one of my guys in my Friday morning men's group that I meet with, I call them my wise guys, but he pointed out one time the, the number of instances in the Psalms where the term steadfast love is mentioned. And so I started, as I read the Psalms, double underlining steadfast love. And so I can flip through my Bible, through Psalms, and see over and over again a theme of God's steadfast love. It's in multiple chapters, and so I just am reminded of no matter what I do, I need the steadfast love of the Lord. And so uh, I read the Bible this morning. I prayed some. I wrote in my journal about what I was praying for, what's going on in my life, struggles, challenges, um, people that I want to connect with. I, I sat for some time this morning and was quiet, asking God to give me some clarity about what I need to do to kind of get out of some ruts in my life. And and the word that came to me was connect. I wrote down the names of a number of men that I want to connect with in the coming days. So I, I'm going to work through that process of connecting with these guys because I feel like that's what God's telling me to do because um, I need to be worshiping the Lord in challenging times. But some of these guys may be dealing with things that I'm not even aware of, that I want to be able to to hear what's going on, to encourage them and to pray for them. And so I'm thankful for how the Lord speaks. Now, a, a couple of days ago, I was reading in Psalms, and it was another one of these Psalms by David where he was talking about um, his discouragement by, he was betrayed by his son and an advisor. He was betrayed by Ahithophel, which... Um, was an advisor to David. So when I read that, I was reminded of a sermon that I had heard one time by Crawford Loritz, where he talked about betrayal. And so I wanted to go back and read that story. And so what that prompted me to do was to go back into 2 Samuel to find the chapters where David is dealing with uh, his son Absalom and um, Amnon and this advisor to him, Ahithophel. And so I just I linked back to the Old Testament, read what David was dealing with, and then came back and read this psalm. So, guys, I'm I'm not trying to paint myself as someone who's who's a Bible scholar or anything, but I just recognize 
that the word of the Lord speaks to me. It meets me daily in what's going on in my life, and and I want to hear from the Lord. Now, I got to tell you, um, I, I struggle with being quiet before the Lord sometimes. You can tell. I mean, I'm the guy over here talking. Todd's sitting over there watching and listening, so I'm the one that talks. He's the one that listens, but sometimes I treat God that way. And so it's a challenge for me to to sit quietly before the Lord, but I need to learn to do that. Now, um, there are other things, like I'm I'm wrestling with John 6. So sometimes I'll flip over to John 6, and it's, it's in that chapter where uh, Jesus feeds the 5,000, and, and then he slips away from them, and um, they follow him because they want to make him king. It says they want to make him king really because he filled their bellies with food when he fed them. And uh, so there's a scenario in there where Jesus walks out on the water to the boat to meet the disciples, and then he engages this conversation with the Pharisees about them eating his body and drinking his blood um, and kind of alluding to the Last Supper. So I'm just kind of reading that multiple times over the last couple of weeks and diving into um, what does this mean? How do I apply it to my life? And what is some commentary stuff? So guys, I'm, I'm just being honest with you about how I wrestle with the word. Now, I, I thought what I would tell you is that I, I generally sit and read the Bible using an ESV Bible. It is um, a, a thin Bible from Crossway. I'll reference this. It's got a leather cover on it. And let me tell you a story about why I use this particular type of Bible. I buy three of these at a time. Now you're saying, oh my goodness, the guy buys three Bibles at a time. Well, here's why. I, I ran into a situation one time where I was uh, in a meeting with someone and I felt like, wow, this person needs a Bible. I need to give them a Bible. And I, I was attached to my Bible. And um, actually, it goes back before that. I, I had a Bible one time that I'd marked up and I was devastated when it got wet and, and got messed up. And so I said, I'm not going to become attached to a Bible, a physical Bible again, that I, that it's going to be so devastating to me for the Bible to get uh, lost or damaged. Um, and so I started buying this leather-bound Crossway ESV Bible. They cost about $30. And, and what I do is when I'm in a situation where I feel like I would like to give a Bible to someone, I just give them the Bible I'm currently reading. Now, why do I do that? I mark it up as I'm reading it. So I'm marking up Psalms. I've already marked up Proverbs. I've marked up several Old Testament books. I'm just, as I read the Bible, I mark it up. I make notes. I make references. And that way, when I see someone that I want to give a Bible to, I don't give them an empty Bible. I give them a Bible that's already marked up with some notes. I generally put the um, the Roman road to salvation in the front of it and kind of mark it up so that I give them a Bible that's got some of my notes in it. And you may say that's crazy, but my goodness, when you're on a plane and you hand someone a Bible, that's that's pretty fun. Um, also, usually when we give away a Bible, we give away a cheap Bible. And so I'm I'm just I was struck by this personally. Um, I was with a friend who's in ministry down in Texas one time and walking across their ministry facility, walking through things and there was a garage there, and I said, well, what do you guys do there? And he said, that's where we keep all the Jesus junk. And I said, Jesus junk? I've never heard of Jesus junk. And he said, well, you know how people have junk that they want to give to Jesus. 
And, and so we talked a little bit and I understood that so many of us have stuff that it's, it's too good to really throw away. And so we decide that we'll give it to Jesus so that he can do something with it. But really, it's not that good. And so I think sometimes we give away cheap stuff. And so when I give away a Bible like this, I give away one that is a fairly nice Bible. Um, and, and so we can talk back and forth about that. Well, no, we can't because I'm doing a podcast and there's no way for you to talk back to me unless you leave a comment, which you're welcome to do. But so this is why I buy multiple copies of this and I have it. And, and so when I give it to someone, I just write that it's a gift to someone from Mike Young. And um, so it's fun to be able to give a boy a Bible. So I, I want to speak to this paper Bible scenario. Guys, I think you should be reading the word routinely using a paper Bible. Now, I don't think your digital Bible on your phone is the boogeyman or anything like that. But here's what I do know. If you are sitting there in your chair doing your devotions and you're reading from your phone and your children walk in, they see daddy on his phone. Or if you're on a plane and you might be reading the Bible on a phone and what folks say see is you're on your phone. But when you are, are willing to use a paper Bible, then when folks look at you and they see you reading a Bible, you can only pretty much be doing one thing, and that's reading the Bible. I, I know that when I'm trying to do devotions on my phone, I'm so easily distracted by all sorts of things um, that I chase rabbits more readily than I do when I'm when I'm reading my paper Bible. Now, I, I want you to understand that I use Blue Letter Bible and the ESV Study Bible. I use all kinds of apps on my phone to do searches, to find things, sometimes to read when I'm in different places. But I, I'm I'm very much attached to guys using a paper Bible so that it's clear what they're doing when they're reading the Bible and distractions are minimized. I'll also tell you that um, I find it difficult to highlight things or to underline bits of um, the the online Bibles. I know you can do it. I just don't find it to be convenient. And so I love the feeling of reading a Bible with a pen in my hand and making notes and cross-references. Now, we'll say that some folks say, oh, I can't mark in the Bible. It's it's too holy. And we actually had a conference one time in, um, gosh, Larry Jackson. Bishop Larry Jackson was speaking, and he he told folks to get their Bible out and to underline a particular verse. And he said, if your Bible's too holy for you to write in, then you need to go get you a Bible that ain't so holy so you can write in it and take some notes. And I just, I love that and have thought about it much since then. But but guys, get you a paper Bible. I'll send you the, the ESBN number and the links to this particular Bible I use because it's I carry it in my briefcase all the time. Now, I also want to talk about <clears throat> if, if I were to recommend other Bibles and other ways to engage the Word, what I would recommend for you to consider. So I, I use the ESV translation most of the time. That's a it's a good kind of middle point between a word-for-word translation and a thought-for-thought -thought translation. Um, very accurate, um, tested, and um, just a, a great readable version of the Word. So I use that frequently. Now, if, if I were to tell you to get another type of Bible, man, I think you need a study Bible. And I would recommend the ESV study Bible. Again, we'll put a link to this in there, but every page of this Bible has a map or some commentary, lots of links, information, and it, it just kind of helps explain some things. It's not 
It's not a full-blown commentary, but it is a study Bible that helps you understand context of some of what you read. Because I got to tell you, I don't even care how good you are. There are parts of the Bible that need some, you need some understanding of context. And there are plenty of scholars who have who have studied and done cross-references and historical um, research, and they can help us understand the context of what we're reading and how to apply it. So guys, I would recommend that you get an ESV study Bible. It's not the only game in town, but it's a great one. And one of the things that I think is pretty cool with this is when you do buy the, the paper version of the ESV study Bible, there is an access code in the Bible so that you can get free access to their online study Bible. So um, you get the paper Bible, plus you get access to their digital version of this, which you can download in an app form. Again, I find that too. Um, the, the, the digital Bible is not a boogeyman, so I, I love it, but I, I also want to have a paper Bible accessible to me. And so the ESV study Bible is another one that I would, I would highly recommend. Then, guys, sometimes you want a devotional Bible. Um, I read uh, different devotions from time to time. Many of those are online. But there is a men's devotional Bible that was put out by the National Coalition of Ministries to Men a few years ago, and it has about 70 different devotions for men written by key men's ministry leaders from across the country. So I'm holding one in my hand right now and just kind of flipping through the devotional section. This was uh, We did this. Noble Warriors is part of the NCMM. I just finished my uh, term as president there. But when I when I look through these uh, these names, Pete Alwinson, Brad Stewart, Rick Caldwell, Brian Doyle, Barney Barnes, here's mine. Mike Young, Courage to Lead is a devotion in here. Uh, Clarence Schuler, Keith Boggs, Bob Hamron, Joel Fiscus. These are all men's ministry leaders that I know from across the country that are writing devotions for men. Guys, you, uh, this is a great men's Bible, and we'll give a link to you. It's got a, it's got a neat cover texture to it, but each of these devotions has um, uh, some written text. It's got a, a verse, a prayer, a passage to read, an opportunity to reflect, some questions there, and then a response prompt for you all in this men's devotional Bible. So this is another type of Bible that you may want to go out and pick up or order. Um, and it's it's got the full text of the Word in here as well. So a great asset. We'll put a link to that on our website. I'm going to give you two other Bibles that I think are fantastic ways to engage the Word. One is a one-year chronological Bible. Now, I told you that sometimes I read large chunks of scripture. And, and one of the things that I've done with our kids is the summer that they're in the eighth or the, the Christmas when they're in the eighth grade, <clears throat> um, we give, we have given each of our four kids a chronological Bible, a one-year chronological Bible. And the way this is set up is you read about four or five chapters a day, and it's all spelled out in here. You can start on January 1st, and by the end of the year, you finish the entire Bible. Um, but it's put in it's in chronological order instead of the the traditional order that the canon of scripture is is uh, found in the typical Bible. This is put in the order of events as best we understand it. So for example, I mentioned earlier the Psalms where David is fleeing from Saul, you would find the portion of scripture where that's taking place 
And then you would find the psalm kind of giving you David's emotional status at that point. So it's in chronological order. Fascinating way to read the word. And, and I just want to tell you guys that one of the cool things about this Bible is if you will keep this up, it'll take you about 15 to 20 minutes a day to read this trunk, chunk of Scripture. If you will keep this up, um, you will completely read the entire Bible in a year. And I think that's something pretty important for the noble man to be able to say that he's read the entire Bible from one end to the other. Um, it's just kind of one of those markers that I think guys should attempt to do in some way. And so this has been fun for us to do with our kids. Again, I marked this Bible up. I've got all kinds of notes and markings in this, but it's been great to do that. So I've read through a chronological Bible four different times with our kids. Um, so that's been fun. And then the last uh, one of these full Bibles that I would share with you is uh, the Master Builders Bible for Men. So if you're a men's Bible study leader and you're always trying to figure out how can I lead a Bible study, well, some of you may have heard of the Serendipity Bible that was popular years ago, like when I was in college. Fantastic resource. There's nothing wrong with the resource. Um, it just went out of print. But the uh, Evangelical Lutherans, uh, took the, the Serendipity Bible with permission and put a new cover on it, and it's called the Master Builder's Bible for Men. It's got some pages in here about how to launch men's ministry, but then it's the, the Serendipity Bible for groups. So, for example, if I turn to the psalm that I read today, Psalm 57, let's see, i got to get to the other section of this, Psalm 57, there will be icebreaker questions and then text-related questions, and then there are uh, applications questions. So um, here's one of the, the icebreaker questions. When you were a child, what did you want to be when you grew up? Now, what do you want to be when you grow up? So, um, I, you know, it's kind of funny. My um, son told me just the other day that he had met a guy that he said, Dad, he's, I just want to be like him when I grow up. And it was just just really funny because we all talk about that. Even as grown people, we talk about what do we want to be when we grow up. So it's a great way to start a conversation and get things going so that you can lead a Bible study with a small group. So I recommend this as a great resource for guys, uh, the Master Builders Bible for men. So these are five paper Bibles that I would recommend. Use your blue letter Bible, your uh, ESV online Bible on your phone. You can use, I, I'm, I'm not at all opposed to digital Bibles, but I do think you need to engage the word physically, tangibly, tactily in your hand from time to time. As a matter of fact, I think you should be in a paper Bible daily. Um, so the just the ESV regular Bible um, I also shared with you the ESV Study Bible, a Men's Devotional Bible, the One-Year Chronological Bible, Master Builder's Bible for Men. Hey, you know what, folks? Father's Day is coming up. This may be the year to buy one of these Bibles for Dad. Um, or to Dad, as you um, are thinking about things, investing in other people, get one of these Bibles and, and offer to read it with one of your sons or something and go through it. Now, I want to share one final thing with the God's Word. Um, you need to be ready. I think all men need to be ready to share our faith in some way. Peter reminds us that we need to give an account for what we believe. We need to be ready to do that, and we need to do it in a winsome way. Well, um, there's a friend of Noble Warriors that um, is a member of the Pocket Testament League and offered to get 
uh, the Gospel of John printed for us in booklet form so that we could share them with men. Um, and so this was actually printed with the Noble Warriors logo and a little welcome note in this booklet. Uh, you can't see it on the podcast, but those of you watching the, the video can see it. If you would like to have one of these little Gospels of John, it's it's actually an evangelism tool, has the plan of salvation clearly printed in the front of this, some answers to some questions about how to pray uh, for salvation, and then it's the entire Gospel of John. And so it's in a booklet form. It's called the Pocket Testament League because you can carry the thing in your pocket, in your purse. Uh, well, guys, I hope most of you don't carry purses. If you do, well... We'll talk about that later. But at any rate, so um, it's just a small booklet with the Gospel of John, another great way. Because, listen, if you're reading the Bible on your phone and you'd like to give it to someone, you could send them a link. But, boy, it sure is different if you could write them a personal note and hand them a copy of the Gospel of John. So um, the noble man is a man of the Word. And so that's uh, that's going to finish us up for today, guys. I hope that if you have questions about any of these Bibles, you'll check out the notes. If you want uh, recommendations from us about a particular Bible or anything, let us know. We're going to follow up in the coming weeks with The Noble Man Shares the Word, how you can lead your family in loving God's Word. We're going to talk about where the Word came from. We want you to know some things about the Bible, its organization and its origin. And then we want to talk a little bit about how you can begin to study the Bible well and faithfully. So uh, that'll be what we're going to do in the coming weeks. Guys, if you've been appreciative of this, uh, send us a comment, uh, give us a review, like us on uh, your platform, and we will look forward to seeing you next week for episode 12 of the Nobleman Podcast. God bless you, man.